light this bitch up. The American people. Are- Premature again. Beginning, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It happens to all of us. I mean, not me. Yeah, boy! A short time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this. Galloping cockroach. American people, I think, is good people. They are. They have not to charge with the guilty of all the lies. Stop making the American people part of your experiment. Welcome back yes. to the Cold War episode one sixty-six. Yes, welcome, a- aka everybody. Tito, Tito part 400. Yes. I don't know he has been we're up to with the Tito story. Attacked by the Germans seven times, but he's still standing. So good on him. In fact, um, not long after this uh, event, mm-hmm. the last rescue, to commemorate, he wrote a song. Oh, thank God. You can never know what, what it's, it's like. like. Your blood like when a freezer just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you. You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mask you use. And did you think this fool could never win? Well, look at me, I'm coming back again. I got a taste of love in a simple way. And if you need to know while I'm still standing, you just fade away. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did? Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a Yeah, I think we made it better. Yeah. He's still standing, Tito, after everything the Germans have thrown at him. Yes. He's still there, getting better and stronger every day. Better, stronger, <clears throat> faster. Oh, don't make me pull it out. <laughs> now. <laughs> Go ahead. As we said at the end of the last episode, on his birthday, the Germans Dicks. bombed the fuck out of his headquarters. <laughs> Send thousand crack paratroopers down to capture him, but he managed to escape from his cave. Yes. And uh, Rankovich and his squad held off the attackers while Tito went to the nearest partisan unit at Potocci, right. linked up with the British and Russian missions, and then marched for a week through the forest to a place called Kupresko Polji. Nice. And had successfully. Escaped from Operation Rosselsprung, <laughs> but his communication system was down, so he couldn't control his operations throughout the country. So reluctantly, he took the advice of the Russians and left on one of their planes for, first of all, Bari and Italy, and from there to the island of Vish, yeah. which is a small Croatian island in the Adriatic Sea, the location for the 2017 movie Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, starring 
Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, wow. Andy Garcia, Meryl Streep, and Cher. Oh, God. I have not seen it, and in fact, it's in my will that anyone <laughs> in my family who has seen it will be immediately disinherited. No questions asked, no right of reply. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love ABBA yeah. as much as the next straight man who grew up in the 70s with ABBA posters on his ceiling. <laughs> but there's a line that must not be crossed. Right. And uh, yeah. making movies out of ABBA songs is that line, I'm afraid. I have to ask, did you see the first Mamma Mia movie? I have to reply, who the fuck are you and how did you get this number? <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes. So he meets up with a... No! (laughs) No, just fucking with you. But but you were saying... You were saying in the previous episode that, yes, he can't communicate with with his uh, 26 uh, divisions. However, like you said before, it is well organized. It is well run. It's not that everything comes crashing to a halt because he's not there. Again, that's the sign of a good leader. So he does fly to Bari, Italy, and he does go to Viz. And the good news there is that... It's a hub of activity. There's a lot of stuff going on there now. And so so he's pretty safe there. But again, he's got to wondering, okay, what happens next? Now, I didn't drill down into this. Maybe you know about it. But the almost successful German attack does cause a chill in relations between Tito and McLean, who's in charge of the British um, mission. Do you feel like Tito maybe thought he should have been warned or better defended? Or, or I'm trying to figure out why... Those those two not had a falling out, but there was some. Uh, they they kind of cooled when it came to each other. I yeah, I think part of it is you know, what's the fucking point of you guys? Yeah, if you're not helping me, you know, I nearly got killed here again. Now he he didn't know, of course, and neither did McLean that the British had the ultra right uh, project and probably knew in advance of the German attack. Yes but yes. couldn't say anything. Otherwise, the Germans might get wind of the fact that they had broken their encryption. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I think he just thought, look, the whole point of you guys is you're supposed to help. What the fuck <laughs> are you doing? You're not helping. Right. I'm telling you, it's like, like Stalin, right, in Russia, um, begging the Americans and the British to open up a second front somewhere to take the heat off him after yeah. the Germans attacked. And they're like, well, <laughs> look, we would, but we're not quite ready. He goes, I'm not fucking ready either. <laughs> not fucking ready. i got fucking Nazi tanks running up and down the main street of Stalingrad. I'm not ready. What the fuck is ready got to do with it? We're at war, you stupid cunts. Do something. They're like, oh, well, we are doing things. We're, we're what are you doing? Up. I'm gearing up. Moral support, you know, where... <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Up, thumbs up. We're waving the American flag. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. That's what we're giving you. Look, we sent you some Jeeps. Don't yeah, be so... fuck off. Don't be so ungrateful. We yeah. sent you some Jeeps and some tanks. Yeah. Were you going to send me people to drive them? Well, no, no, your, your people you need to learn. drive them. Exactly. We're not going to... And die. We're not going to put our people in harm's right. way. We're not crazy. Yeah. I think that's how Tito felt too um himmler later said in a speech in 1944 about tito he is our enemy but i wish we had a dozen titos in germany men who were leaders and had such great resolution and good nerves that though they were constantly encircled they would never 
give in. Plus, he's got beautiful blue eyes, so, you know, he's practically <laughs> a Nazi. <laughs> he would fit right in. Just get him that a uniform. uniform those yeah. blue eyes. Fucking he's a. got a uniform. Yeah. He's got a great uniform. Just, uh, you know. Slide him just in. Just got to put a, put, a, put a couple of eagles on there, swastika. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. he's one of us. So... We get to the part of the story where Tito's on Viz. He's on the island. There's a lot going on. But because he's been hiding in the woods for years, he's been focused on, you know, surviving and setting up his various governments. There's not, that's, there's not a lot that's known about him. So there's a lot of rumors flying around about this guy because in the absence of knowledge, you know, you make shit up. That's what Barry and Stan's motto is. So there's... there's I, rumors that he's a Russian officer, really? He's a Ukrainian? He's a Polish count, I would like to think, with a cane and a cape. I don't know. I don't know any Polish counts. He's a Polish Jew. Some people believed that he didn't even exist. So there's just a lot of stories going around there. And at least the people on Viz now are going to be able to hopefully get a glimpse of the famous Tito. Yeah, this whole thing about him not being well known in the West or being an enigmatic figure is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, there's one article from a Spanish paper in Madrid uh, on the 15th of June talking about Operation Rosselsprung. Mm-hmm. It says, Tito escaped on a horse he had stolen that morning from a farm near the town. Sure. Passing through villages and settlements, Tito is committing every possible crime. A captive gave an account of the incredible crimes committed by Tito, who kills for the sake of killing. Tito wears a long, utterly unkempt beard. His features are hard. Ooh, I like that. So, yes, obviously no truth. Looks like the media then in Spain is as accurate (laughs) as the media is today. Uh, Yeah, what were you going to say? I would just have to say, I would imagine that the first 50 bombers that came through and dropped bombs that leveled the town. In fact, there would be just over 400 sorties flown that day, dropping various bombs, strafing, looking for him, that any horses in the area are now glue. So he's not jumping on anybody's horse at a farm because it's all been leveled by the German bombs. So they're just making shit up, which is fine. I mean, you do that during war or whatever, but it. I wonder why they, oh, be, I guess because it's Franco's government, they're making him look bad, evil, a ruthless killer, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. But the fact that they could get away with this is an indication that not much was known about him outside sure. of Yugoslavia. Uh, you know, he was variously described in the media as a Russian officer, a Ukrainian, a Polish <laughs> count, or a yeah. Polish Jew. Ooh. Some people in the media believed he didn't exist at all and that TITO was an acronym for the Third International Terrorist Organization. <laughs> Like he was uh, a James Bond villain, it was he was or he right. was chaos, right? Or something like that. Um, yeah. But then again, that said, I went searching through the newspaper archives. Right. I found an article in the Dayton Daily News, dated the thirtieth of December, nineteen forty-three, that says Tito is a man named Josip Brozovic. Ah. I found an article from the Owensboro Messenger from Kentucky dated the 15th of December 1943 that calls him Josip Broz Tito. Right. And the Beatrice Times of Nebraska, 20th of November 1943, called him General Josip Broz Tito. So someone knew who he was. American media was reporting it accurately. Then again, the New York Times correspondent Sarah Sulzberger 
mm-hmm. put out a story that Tito was really a woman. Oh, God. So and then the a... novelist, yeah. Evelyn Waugh, uh-huh. author of Brideshead Revisited, uh, went to Viz in July of 1944. He had also been publishing stories saying that Tito was a, a, a woman, a lesbian woman. Sure. Uh, Randolph Churchill, who was friends with Evelyn Waugh, invited him to join him on the island because he was bored and wanted someone to talk to from his <laughs> private London club, White's. Fuck you. Fuck you. So Waugh came out. Uh, from his diaries, we know that Waugh didn't like McLean. He said he's a dour, unprincipled, ambitious, probably very wicked, shaved head and devil's ears. Damn. Right. Now... War, as I said, decided that Tito was really a secret lesbian. Now, sure. as War was a secret it? homosexual, uh, projecting that was ironic. Projecting, yeah. yeah. He apparently, constantly uh, would refer to Tito as her. Um, when the two eventually met, Tito had just come out of a he'd had a swim in the sea right. on the island. Came out wearing very small bathing trunks Ooh. with his junk. <laughs> slamming hard in there, walked straight up to Evelyn War and said, Captain War, why do you think I'm a woman? Take a look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you, you made a good point because the papers that you mentioned were, a, that was a good cross-section of rural America to a degree. And the, the New York Times is also mentioning him as, as a woman. So, yes, yeah, some papers probably got it right, but there probably were a lot of conflicting stories out there because we're going to get to this soon. But for right now, it's not like the, the story of Tito was all over the place in America, meaning, you know, we're, we're worried about our guys in Europe and the Pacific, that kind of stuff. So he's probably not big yet. And so you can be you can have conflicting stories and no one's going to catch it or maybe even care. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But some people knew who he was. Some people yes. didn't. I don't know. Some people had better sources, I guess. I don't know who they were getting their information from. Now, War, Evelyn War, of course, was a staunch Catholic. If mm. you know anything about Evelyn War, staunch, very, very staunch Catholic um, and a secret homosexual. <laughs> but none of that came out until after he was dead. Right. Um, but so he, as a staunch Catholic, he was probably on the side of the Eustacia. Oh, the yeah. Catholic fascists in Croatia, the enemies of the partisans. So mm-hmm. it's um, obvious why he wouldn't like the partisans or anyone supporting the partisans. Right. He later accused the partisans of persecuting the Croatian Catholics. In his diaries, which were posthumously published, he calls Randolph Churchill a flabby bully who <laughs> drank his way through the war. Yeah. Now... As I said in the last episode, I think, uh, the Mm -hmm. Russians sent their general, who was a drunkard, an incurable drunkard, according to Stalin, according to his Randolph Churchill's friend who he invited, Evelyn Waugh, Randolph Churchill was a flabby bully who was a drunkard. And as we said, of course, it was uh, Randy's first wife, Pamela, who had an affair with the father of her roommate, Avril Harriman, later married him in life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Damn. The world expert on rich men's bedroom ceilings, as she was called. We got to get an exciting life. We're not, we got to turn it up. 
That's that's just my observation. Anyway, so like we were saying earlier on the island of Viz, it's a madhouse of a military base. You've got guns, trucks, jeeps all over the place. You've got British Royal Navy vessels around the island protecting it. So Tito is basically pretty safe. But at this point, because he is who he is and he's now becoming this hero, he survived all these attacks to a degree. The British, the the Russians, and the Americans are making contact with him. They're trying to establish relations. So things have certainly turned around for him. But again, the war is still going on, and he he nor anyone else knows how this is going to play out. One of the um, Americans who was there at the time on the island of Viz was Hollywood actor Douglas Fairbanks (laughs) Jr. Right. Uh, the son of Zorro, who um, was one of the beach jumpers, the US beach jumpers on Viz, and they were working with the British commandos, and Mm -hmm. and he later told a story about how Tito came to inspect them and promised them that he would give them some sort of a token of his esteem and his, his appreciation for them finally getting involved in the fight, and you know, they thought they'd get a ribbon or a partisan star or one Hell of those yeah. little nice little caps with a star. Oh, I'd kill for that. Tito goes, I'll be, I'll be right back. Just just don't go anywhere. We're going to go get something. You're going to love it. It's going to be really special. Goes away into a little hut. They're waiting 10 minutes in the sun, standing at attention. He comes back, um, you know, uh, to they, they think he's going to pin a star on them and he hands each of them two tins of anchovies. <laughs> which to be fair to a partisan starving in the woods for years is probably a treat it's a delicacy so in their eyes he's doing something special he's not trying to be a cheap shit on purpose but it was probably received that way he opened the tins and he would take out an anchovy and and uh, attach it with a pin to the I like where shirt. this is going yeah yeah he's like well look, uh, it, 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 it could be a medal right. looks like a medal and Ooh. bonus, yeah. yeah. If you're hungry, Boom. you can Unpin put it, it on a pizza. Eat it. Yeah. This yeah. is the order of Neptune. Congratulations. Fucking hold of, I've got a got a hankering for anchovy pizza now. <laughs> Shit. Can That's you get online and order on. that so it can be there? Yeah, for lunch. Okay. Have yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Delivered for lunch. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Make a note. Churchill and his foreign secretary Anthony Eden kept trying to get Tito to do a compromise with the government in exile. Mm, King Peter let him come back after the war, but Tito put his foot down, refused to have anything to do with King Peter. Yeah, he can't, he can't, he can't let that go. So, so at the end of July, Tito meets with General Jumbo, Jumbo Wilson in uh, Caserta, which is just above Naples in uh, Italy. And with Tito is his dog, this, the, the Tigger, and, and some other people, and two giant, very scary-looking bodyguards, and they're going to have some uh, a meal. They're going to discuss things or whatever. Jumbo Wilson wants to you know, talk to this guy face-to-face. But the tension was so thick because there's no reason the Yugoslavs should have any kind of affection for the Italians. The Italian waiters are so fucking nervous the bodyguards are just standing there right behind Tito, and they've got their guns. In fact, I think one of them kind of had his gun directly, indirectly pointed at General Jumbo Wilson, just in case he made a move. Anyways, the waiter drops a dish. 
Everybody jumps. The the bodyguards are even more in, uh, tense at this point. Tigger, who's under the table, lets out a long howl like like a wolf, and he starts biting everybody's ankles under the table because he's so nervous. And so you've got this incredibly intense moment when someone might accidentally start shooting, and then General Wilson has his reaction. Which is? He starts in a very low way, chuckling, laughing, it gets louder, it gets louder, it gets louder. Pretty soon he's guffawing, and then Tito loosens up, and he starts laughing, and then everybody starts laughing uproariously. They're pounding the table, except, I think, for to a degree, the Italians, they're smiling. The bodyguards have got their, their fingers up maybe another half inch away from the triggers, but it's something like that that broke the tension, and now these two military guys can talk. But again, out of all of the different ways Jumbo Wilson could have reacted, I think that was the best way that kind of dovetails with Tito's personality. And afterwards, Tito said to him, what, can I just ask, what, what are you laughing at? <laughs> and Jumbo Wilson said, Jumbo, it's because it's of my dick. I got a big dick. That's why I'm called Jumbo. It just makes me laugh. I, just, I showed the men my dick yeah. one day. Hey, let me and just... I just went, oh, it's Jumbo sized. And I've <laughs> well, been called Jumbo ever since. Yeah. 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 Makes me laugh every time I think of it. Um, a penis. So. Church. I, I have a nickname based on my penis. It's the other end of Jumbo. Instead of Jumbo, it's it's shrimp. Not Jumbo shrimp, just shrimp. Just shrimp, that's it. Shrimp. Sometimes shrimp. shrimpy, shrimpy. Anyway. <laughs> shrimpy. So you say to Heather. Here comes yeah, shrimpy. You want you want to throw a shrimp on the throw a shrimp on the Barbie? <laughs> by shrimp, I refer to my penis, and by Barbie, shrimp. I mean yeah. your your pussy. <laughs> Even though Barbies don't right. have pussies. Oh, like, I didn't know. Okay. You know, it's true. They they're pussy lists. And and the other sad part of that is by the time I finish my come on, she's already fallen asleep. So I do it anyway. She's not going to feel a thing. So <clears throat> Churchill cables to say, cables McLean to say that he's coming to Naples right. and wants to meet Tito, but can't tell Tito this for security reasons. Yeah. So Fitzy has to keep Tito occupied in Italy for a week. It's oh like, God. oh, listen, it's great. Come on, now, that, yeah. now that Mussolini's hanging, uh, it's great. You're going to love it. So they uh, they visit you know, various military installations. Then they have a sightseeing t- tour of Rome, and Tito is wearing his marshal's uniform with all of his you know brocade, gold yeah. brocade, and his medals. I would. And this is a country that is swarming with Germans and Chetniks and Ustasha, <laughs> and he's walking around going, "Yeah, I'm Tito. Hey, <laughs> fuck hey. you." Tito, yeah. biggest enemy the Nazis have ever seen. Thank you very much. Hello. <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> well, on the so graph. obviously yeah. he had uh, Barry and Stan, his two fearsome bodyguards. <laughs> They're with him everywhere with their submachine guns. Right. But then he was Tito was going to go into St. Peter's Basilica and McLean said, well, look, you can't have these guys going with submachine guns into St. Peter's. It's a church Tito, for Christ's sakes. 
Tito, <laughs> yeah, look, it's one thing for the Pope to have the Medici assassinated in a church, <laughs> but, but uh, you're not the Pope. It's okay right. if the Pope does it. You can't do it. Tito orders his bodyguards to stay outside, but they refuse. Comrade Tito, for more than three years, we have protected you from Nazi attacks and we are not going to fail you now. Nice. And Tito starts screaming at them in or at the front of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. (laughs) You cocksucker son of a bitch, you will listen to me. Fuck. McLean wrote, the situation could scarcely have been more embarrassing. (laughs) But doesn't that show the loyalties? Like, if we guard you for three years and we let you out of our sight for a second and you get killed, I mean, that's our job. So this is going to happen. I mean, that's loyalty. By the way, I mean, Tito... Uh, is well aware that the Eustatia Catholics, supported by the Pope, have been running concentration camps, brutally murdering yes. his countrymen and women and, and children in uh, you know back home. Now he's mm-hmm. at the Vatican. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we and he wants to you know go inside St. Peter's. Like it's a bit weird. Ballsy. You know, m- maybe he, yeah. he wanted to hunt the Pope down and, and fill him full of lead. Yeah, I mean, I would have. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 feel, I felt like that after leaving the Vatican when we were there in 2018. <laughs> I, I wanted to. Because it was so gaudy. Shoot someone. Oh, right. it was appalling. No. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. 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 Horrifyingly gaudy. It's like the Las Vegas of Rome. Right. Um, anyway. Um, Tito's first meeting with Churchill was at Jumbo Big Dick Wilson's villa (laughs) in the uh, Bay of Naples. McLean wrote, Tito resplendent in gold braid, red tabs and tight-fitting grey serge. Oh, I'm there. Arrived first and was looking out across the glittering waters of the bay to where a plume of smoke rose lazily from the summit of Vesuvius. Oh, and shit. I'd be like, fucking maybe we should get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm outing. How far, how far yeah. are we from Pompeii? <laughs> like, uh, what the what's fuck our, are we doing here again? What's our warning time? Yeah. 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 <laughs> when suddenly he became aware of the Prime Minister of Great Britain advancing on him with outstretched hand. Oh, nice intro. These two giants finally meet, and now it's time to get down to business. And again, this is going to be like when McLean first came. You talk, you size each other up, you feed some bullshit to the other guy, you kind of suss out, you know, their reactions, that kind of stuff. So they're talking. So um, first thing that Tito does, because he's got to stake his claim, this is what uh, anybody, a good negotiating tactic, he says, look, there are various locations that I want to claim for Yugoslavia. Uh, Estria, Estria. Triste and some other places that I'm claiming for us. And Churchill's like, well, you know, I got to be honest with you. I think the Allied forces might get there first. They might liberate them first. And I just kind of, you know, hard. it's hard to see them giving it to you. So the point is the game has started. But they do then talk about, look, we need to work together to make sure the Germans cannot retreat to the Balkans. They'll get back to Germany. They'll fortify their positions, which will drag on this war. Nobody wants that. But the big question, and you mentioned this earlier, 
The big question is, how do we reconcile the de jure recognition of King Peter that we want to put back on the throne in his government in exile versus the de facto recognition of the partisan's position? Because clearly you are here. You control large swaths of Yugoslavia. You've got a lot. You've got 26 divisions. You've got two, over 200,000 men. That's a reality. So we got to deal with this. How can we bring these two together? But Tito, being a wily person himself, stays vague on all the issues because we all know, and Churchill has has to know, he's got his own plans for the future. Doesn't involve King Peter, it doesn't involve the government in exile, and it doesn't involve Churchill telling him what to do. So we talk, we smile, we shake hands, but no firm promises as far as non-military matters are made. Mm Kind of reminds me of the Yalta Conference. (laughs) Yes, Let's talk yeah, 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 yada, 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 and bullshit. Now, Churchill at one point said to Tito, <laughs> My friend, Marshal Stalin, told me the other day that his battle with the peasants had been a more perilous and formidable undertaking than the battle for Stalingrad. Ooh. I hope that you, Marshal, will think twice before you join such a battle with your sturdy Serbian peasantry. Ooh, uh, shot across the so, yeah. yeah. He said the Allies would lose interest in supporting the partisans if they turned their guns on their own people, i.e. the Chetniks, yes. instead of the Germans. Right. Tito started to get angry. Who the fuck do you think you are coming in here and telling me how to run my country? But his interpreter, Olga, toned down some of <laughs> Churchill's remarks. He said frat. And then Churchill nearly yeah. got himself shot by Barry and Stan, Tito's bodyguards. Just before lunch, two delegations had gone off to wash at individual bathrooms in different parts of the villa. And five minutes later, they sort of came together from different directions. Mm-hmm. And Churchill found himself staring at the barrels of two submachine guns. <laughs> And I have to admit, I love this story. Yeah. Being a big fan of Hollywood movies, <laughs> Churchill whipped out his gold cigar case right. and pointed it at Tito's stomach. Brass balls. One move, one move, and Tito gets it. <laughs> <laughs> McLean, in his book, writes, What he did not know, but I did, was that Tito's bodyguard, Bosco and Persia, Right. After three years as guerrillas were men of lightning reflexes who took no chances and who, if they thought their marshal's life was in danger, would gladly have wiped out all three of the big three with a single burst. <laughs> For the space of a single second, I saw their trigger fingers twitch. Oh. And only had time to hope that I, for one, would not survive what came next. <laughs> but then right? Tito began to laugh. Oh. Winston, seeing that his little joke had been a success, laughed too. One of the skills you need is to be able to make a dictator laugh or just a, a power, powerful person with an army and bodyguards laugh. you got to be able to make them chuckle or you're not going to last very long. Got to tell you, for all the shit that I've thrown at Churchill over the years, <laughs> stories like that, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like the guy. Yeah, he's staring at two machine guns and he whips out a cigar case like it's a pretend gun. <laughs> God, that's insane. Now, these two guys. Where's got- his bodyguard? 
Where's yeah. Churchill's body? Oh, I don't by the need way. one. I've got God who is white on my side. <laughs> yeah, he know. didn't have a bodyguard. Apparently, Churchill's like, eh, yeah, I'm fucking Winston Churchill. <laughs> What's going to happen? Seriously. My, my cigar will protect me. But so they're going to go on and have a couple more meetings, Churchill and Tito. But let's be honest, and we all know this, they have differing objectives. Churchill can't offer much besides what he's already doing. He certainly can't promise any land or territory because that's not how this is playing out. Again, Churchill's the smallest of the big three. So they talk, they're nice or whatever. But basically, I mean, nothing can really be agreed on. But the one common enemy they still have is Germany. And so that will continue. Churchill's really got nothing to offer Tito in return for concessions about King Peter. Um, True. Now, according to our listener, Matt Thiessen, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Right. uh, There might be another reason why Churchill didn't get anything out of Tito. According to Matt, and I haven't been able to confirm this, but Matt tells me this is the case. Right. Churchill had a bad habit of mispronouncing names. In France, he refers to Poton as P-Tain or <laughs> P-Stain. He P-Train. sometimes called him. Right. Marshal right. P-Stain. <laughs> and when he was in Yugoslavia, he had a bad habit of calling Tito Toti. <laughs> and sometimes he would call him Toto, especially when they were in... Africa. anybody's interested we, we still got it uh, yeah so by the end of the summer of 1944 tito's actually preparing to fuck off his british allies yeah um they're not adding any value really what's yeah. the point all they're trying to he almost do died yeah yeah all they're trying to do is get him to agree to let king peter come back but they're adding no value really they're just getting attacked constantly by the germans nearly got killed again right. What is the point of having the British on your side if they're not actually doing anything? And Tito had decided that he was going to try and get two of the things or achieve two of the things that Churchill had warned him not to do, crushing the Serbian peasants, the Chetniks, and uh, taking Trieste, the the piece of Italy on the coast just north of Croatia that Churchill had told him, don't don't go for that. We want that. He's like... Fuck you. That should be part of my country. It's pretty, it should be. Right. I mean, it should be part of, uh, part of Yugoslavia. Um, and by September 44, the Red Army was crossing Romania, coming from the other direction, Ooh, coming across the... Right. Getting close to the Danube and the frontiers of Yugoslavia. 
So it was all coming together. Fitzy drew up a plan codenamed Rat Week. Right. Which is the greatest plan name I've heard this week. <laughs> Rat Week. Which had the British joining the partisans in a land, sea and air operation to disrupt the German withdrawal through Yugoslavia. Yeah. And Ultra had information that the Germans were in confusion. It also revealed that Mihalovic was furious at the British for having handed the country over to Bolshevism and was offering Ooh. to help the German army. Yeah. Now, you're right about Berlin being confused because they don't know what's going to happen. Like, what do you focus on first when, the, you know, everything is falling down around you? So Hitler thinks there's going to be a landing of the Allies on the Dalmatian coast. However, his generals think that uh, the partisans and the Soviets and maybe the British or whatever are going to come at Belgrade and then go up the Danube. And they're the ones that are right. Hitler's wrong. But again, they've kind of they still got people, uh, forces in the in the territory that have to be dealt with. So, again, Tito being pragmatic, he's always looking at what's coming next. He wants to go after Belgrade. Now, Operation Rat Week was mostly about having large flying fortress raids on the German lines of communication in the Sava and Morava valleys. Mm -hmm. But then late in September, the British on the island of Viz woke up to find that (laughs) Tito, like uh, the Shawshank Redemption, had... uh, Mysteriously disappeared overnight. He'd, he'd used he's been using his spoon for twenty five years <laughs> to dig a hole through the wall, right? Or like Benicio del Toro in Escape from Danamora. Have you watched that yet? No. Fucking watch Have it, you? man. Escape from Danamora. Told you about this, right? Did I tell you? Mm-hmm. Or did I tell I, Tony? Told you. Might have been. Maybe. I, you tell me a lot of things. I don't know. Mini series uh, directed by Ben Stiller, starring Benicio del Toro, Paul Dano, and uh, Patricia Arquette. Real life story about uh, two prisoners who had an affair with a female prison guard. Mm. It's not really a guard. She was a prison worker. She ran the like. Uh, her husband was a guard. She ran the sewing workshop at this prison in like upstate New York, I think. And um, yeah. that sounds they, familiar. They escaped. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, good, really great little miniseries, six-parter. Right. I, had, I had typed out, I had written down that Tito had tiptoed out of there. So, again, the British oh, are like, where in the fuck is this guy? Thank you. That's good. Yeah. You should, you should, be, you should have a second job writing headlines <laughs> for newspapers. Tito tiptoed. Tiptoe tip-toe through the Tito. Yeah. <laughs> Tiptoeing Tito. And where is he going? Where has this little scamper scampered off to? The wild dogs cry out in the night. No, he didn't go to Africa. Unfortunately, it just would have been no. too too convenient too good. if he had. Yeah, yeah. I would have sang it again. Fucking A. Anyway. In Churchill's words, he had levanted to <laughs> Moscow. Ooh. He boarded a Russian plane and... On my birthday. Oh, 21st of September. Yeah. Yes. Yay, yay. Yeah, yeah. Too he good. had uh, done a runner to Moscow uh, and uh, <laughs> according to McLean, as he was leaving, his dog Tigger refused to keep still. He was kept close to his master and Tito had to take him on the plane. 
In case the dog barked when they were boarding the plane, a sack was pulled over his head. Sure. I do that to Kiki and Sophie. Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Got to take your dog with you when you go to Moscow. After four years, Tito is back in Moscow. Yeah. This time, not as a secret agent, not hiding from the police, not no. travelling on false passports under the codename Walter, right, but Walter as White. Marshal Tito, President yeah. of the National Council. What a difference four years makes. Woo, back in the USSR. Anyway, so he goes up as himself, fully in uniform, and of course... He's there for practical reasons. Stalin, I am asking you for a tank division to attack Belgrade. That is what I want to do next. That is what I need to do next. Stalin, with a twinkle in his eye, said, Walter, (laughs) I shall give you not one division, but a whole tank corps. Woohoo! Damn, that's between 500 and 600 tanks. If he can deliver on any part of that, Tito is golden. Yeah. So uh, uh, he uh, Stalin agreed that after they took Belgrade, the Red Army mm. would move into Hungary, right. leaving the Partisans or the People's Army, as they were now called, <laughs> right. to drive the Germans out of Yugoslavia as well as supporting the Russian left flank. Tito pointed out that the Red Army only had a limited role in Yugoslavia. Uh Otherwise, he wrote, the first meeting was very cool. The basic cause, I think, was the telegram I had sent them during the war, especially the one I began with the words, if you cannot send us assistance, then at least do not hamper us. (laughs) By very cool, he's not meaning cool in a modern sense, but cool as in... Very cold, very standoffish, because right. he'd said to them, listen, either lead, follow, or get out of the way. <laughs> Fuck and, off. And uh, already word had got yeah. I guess, through to Stalin that Tito was his own man. He didn't really, yeah. you know, he's not bowing down to Stalin. Yeah. Stalin might be still, but... But Tito's got balls of steel. And then Stalin showing how tough he can be. And, and, and you've got to wonder, did he really mean this? Was he sincere? But Stalin also mentions bringing back King Peter. Now, you know Tito is the last thing he wants to fucking talk about. Look, I've already went over this with Churchill. I'm not going to talk about this shit with you. It's not going to happen. But supposedly Stalin replied, well, you know, you can bring him back for now and later when it's convenient for you. You can slip a knife into his back. Who knows yeah. what Stalin really meant that, but that's one way to deal with it. Yeah. And look, that's that's pragmatic Stalin, right? Like we're doing yeah. deals with allies, our sworn enemies. Right. Uh, today is today, tomorrow is tomorrow. Like do what you've got to do today to get through. Um, yeah. But it also might have been Stalin fucking with Tito right. a little bit, um, trying to... Like, Trying to point out that he's, you know, that he doesn't give a shit about what Tito thinks either. And then things with Stalin got worse. During the capture of Belgrade, the Red Army went on a rampage, supposedly raping more than 200 women and then murdering half of them afterwards. Jesus. One Soviet. Yes. One Soviet officer raped a female partisan 
as she brought him a message during a battle. And again, Tito is proclaiming himself as the saver of Yugoslavia. I don't care who you are. If you're of this former country, I'm here to take care of you. And these horrible things are happening by who? They're fucking allies, the Russians. This is intolerable. The communists. Yeah. The communists. The yeah, communists. good point. Yeah. When Tito complained to General Korneyev, the incurable drunkard, One the head of the Soviet military mission, yeah. What did you say? One-footed. One foot. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so point of reference. Footless. <laughs> yeah. Not foot loose, but footless. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hour three. stuff <laughs> Kenny fucking Loggins Kenny Kenny Loggins <laughs> wow oh love Kenny yeah. Loggins <laughs> so uh, where were we? we oh yeah when he goes to old Footloose and he says listen your officers are raping even partisan women yeah dick. Footloose refused to listen then got angry at which point Gilas had to intervene, saying that enemies of the revolution were making propaganda out of the rapes. They are comparing the attacks by the Red Army soldiers with the behaviour of the English officers who do not indulge in such excesses. Footloose exploded. I protest most sharply against the insult to the Red Army in comparing it with the armies of capitalist countries. And apparently this uh, whole exchange was reported back to Stalin and he wasn't happy. Uh, I'm not sure if it was not happy about the rapes or about the complaints about the rapes or just the complaint about old Footloose not doing more to keep the Allies happy. Right. But uh, things are not good between the Russians and the partisans. And also, as I said before, things are not good between Tito and the British. Right. 
Jesus. Yeah, because Tito hears about, uh, in November of 44, Tito hears about what Churchill's doing, and we've talked about this previously, about uh, the British intervention in Greece, helping the right wings with the king against the left-wing guerrillas. So Tito's fear of what the British are still capable of is coming true. It's just coming true in another country that's very close by in Greece. But does that mean Yugoslavia is next? So like you just said, Tensions are strained with uh, Stalin, and now they seem to be strained with Churchill. Things are just, in this way, are not looking good for Tito. They're winning the war, but now cracks are appearing in the various alliances. Yeah, this whole thing about Churchill wanting to intervene in Greece and uh, and restore the monarchy and defeat the left-wing guerrillas there makes Tito worry that Churchill might step in to save the Chetniks against him. You know, you can't trust Churchill is basically... And to him, to Tito, this this whole situation just seemed like a danger zone. (laughs) Here we go, boys and girls. night should be fucking Kenny Loggins night. <laughs> Woo! Sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm bringing it down. Okay. <laughs> I always right. wonder why I lose my voice at the end of these sessions. Because <laughs> of the high notes, uh, clearly. So Tito worries that he can't trust Churchill and the British. Like the Germans betrayed him before, Churchill's yeah. probably going to betray him as Heartbreak. well. He had previously given permission for the British to move inland from Dubrovnik to mess with the Germans' retreat, but now he orders them back to the coast. Then he heard that Churchill had plans for a large-scale British landing on the coastline and uh, his distrust is growing even more. Yeah. I mean, technically, Churchill can say, look, in case... You know, I mean, we're trying to land the soft underbelly like we were talking about before to help end this war. But all, Church- all Tito can think about is all I know is when you're finished moving your lips, there's a whole bunch of British troops either in my territory or really close to my territory. That's all I fucking care about because I don't trust any of you sons of bitches. Yeah. The Germans are already retreating. We're in a yeah. mop up stage. Now you're landing. <laughs> 
people in, the, in my country after we've already defeated the Germans. Yeah. The Italians we defeated, the Germans we defeated, and now you're turning up. Oh, that's very, very <laughs> fucking convenient. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the Germans lost 100,000 men and had twice that many taken <sighs> prisoner during Damn. their retreat. Yeah. Did not go well. So Tito's really, he's doing his job. Tito's do, holding up his end of the bargain. Yeah, he has literally taken the fight to them to make sure that they can't go back to make the fighting in Germany even more intense. He is doing everything. Fuck the Italians. He doesn't need them there. It's going well for him. And he's got a very battle-hardened group of uh, men, divisions, whatever. They're doing their job. Uh, things are going well for him. He doesn't need the British at this point. Meanwhile, the SS and the Ustasha... The Franciscan monks were fighting side by side in this retreat. The independent state of Croatia was still in existence, would continue to exist until 1945. The Jasenovac concentration camp was still going on, and as late as March 1945, they were still murdering uh, hundreds of uh, Serbs at uh, the concentration camps. It was only on the 24th of March, 1945, six weeks before the end of the war, that Archbishop Stepinac and Archbishop Saric Mm -hmm. of Sarajevo met with some other bishops in Zagreb and drew up a pastoral letter, which they sent out to the Catholic flocks. They rejected any suggestion that the church itself had been involved in any of this. In the concentration camps or the Ustacha, they said that the uh, they they said that the systematic torture and murder of innocent Catholic priests and people was the real thing that the people should be worried about, not by Catholics but against Catholics. Suggested that the partisans were guilty of war crimes. And that the partisans accusing them of war crimes was simply a means of destroying those people whom the communists considered to be an obstacle to the creation of their party program. The letter was published in English and French and included a reaffirmation of faith in an independent Croatia. History is the witness that the Croatian people through its 1,300 years has never ceased to proclaim through plebiscites that it will not renounce the right to freedom (laughs) and independence, which every other nation desires. Now, there's a lot of people through to this very day, Ray, uh, particularly in this part of the world, and uh, Croatian uh, immigrants to my country, and I'm sure yours as well, who still believe that the Croatians were innocent of a lot of these, that this is uh, all made up by the partisans right. about the crimes committed by the Catholics, even though there's an enormous amounts of evidence to support the uh, brutality of the Eustacia, including the witness of Nazis, as we've talked about, uh, themselves. Yeah. Against the Italians were horrified, the Nazis were horrified, but 
Still, a lot of the Croatians think this is just all made up by the Serbs. Well, one, is coming from their own religious leader, so why wouldn't you trust them? Two, the accusations are coming from the partisans, who they can't trust or even want to believe. And three, I can't remember, I'm sure we've covered it, uh, I don't remember exactly when, but a lot of the stuff that the Ustasha, some of it didn't come out until years later because... Um, information was withheld or, or maybe until uh, Yugoslavia fell apart. I can't remember. So there was a bit of, a, of time for this. A lot of this information came out. And so that also lends itself to plausible deniability. But yeah, the church, because you just said a couple of seconds ago, the Eustacia Franciscans and the SS are fighting side by side. That has been proven. But again, people believe what they want to believe because it's more convenient that way. And you don't have to really think or change your worldview. It's it's convenient. Now, it's quite possible that the Eustacia and the Catholic bishops like Stepanach believed right up until the end that the Allies were going to step in to support right. the Croatians. You know, as we've said before, they had it from the Spelman. Archbishop of New York, yeah. Spellman, yeah. that FDR wanted an independent Croatia. They, um, like he was, was he dead at this stage? He was probably dead by March of 1945, certainly, but at the end of the war, he was April. dead. But still, April, he died in April. Yeah, yeah, he's about to yeah, die. Still, they, they, yeah. they probably believe that the American position on that hadn't changed. Truman was just continuing with FDR's policies, right. as far as anyone knew at the time. Uh, Churchill had obviously stepped in in Greece to defeat the communists there, mm. so. He, they may have well have believed that they would get support. Tito probably worried about the same thing. He ended up refusing to allow the British to land their troops on the coastline yeah. when the HMS Delhi, just to rub it in your nose, <laughs> this is what we do with uh, <laughs> foreigners. We just invade your country, take it over, and then name ships after you. When the HMS Delhi... Uh, pulled into the coast without any previous warning. Oh, Their shit. landing party was met with machine gun fire. Yeah, Dick, text me first. I mean, this is a war. You know, let me know what's coming up. But to set up the drama even more for Tito. Now, and this is just a quick backstory. I'll do this real fast. But the British are having trouble advancing up the Italian peninsula. But in April of 45, they're able to break through at Bologna, which is 70 kilometers north of Florence. And when they do, a New Zealand division takes the lead. They're running up the coast. They're covering incredible amounts of territory in a short time. When they get to the northern part of Italy, they turn east or to the right. They start taking Padua, Venice, and they get to a part of Trieste, which we were talking about earlier that Tito really wants. And when they get there, they run into literally some of Tito's partisans. So now you've got a standoff. What in the hell is going to happen now? The British contingent was actually a division from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. So you would call that a division. It was a division. Ah. Fosh and chops. Gotcha. One, two, three, four, five socks. <laughs> division. A division of troops. <laughs> they faced each other at gunpoint in a Mexican standoff. <laughs> or as the Kiwis call it, a Mexican. Right. Mexican standoff. <laughs> Mexican standoff. <laughs> Mexican uh, <laughs> for 40 days. Yes. The partisans and, you know, a, a, a Commonwealth division at facing each other at gunpoint for 40 days. Fuck. Now, I like to think of that last scene of Pulp Fiction 
the Mexican standoff between Harvey Keitel and uh, uh, John shit, or uh, Penn, one of the Penn brothers, Christopher Penn, right, and and uh, I don't remember. Uh, Younger. Uh, who's, who's the third guy in the standoff? Fuck me. Was it Big Joe? Big Joe. Yeah. Okay. It's Big Joe. Yeah. 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 They're all they're all pointing guns at each other. Right. Um, here we go. Why don't you tell me what really happened? What the hell for? It'd just be more bullshit. This man set us up. Dad, I'm sorry, but I don't know what the hell's happening. It's all right, Eddie, I do. What the fuck are you talking about? That lump of shit's working with the LAPD. I don't have the slightest fucking idea what you're talking about. Joe, Joe, I don't know what you think you know, but you're wrong. Like hell I am. Joe, trust me on this. You've made a mistake. He's a good kid. I understand you're hot. You're super fucking pissed. We're all real emotional, but you're barking up the wrong tree. I know this man. He wouldn't do that. You don't know Jack's shit. I do. The cocksucker tipped off the cops, and a Mr. Brown and Mr. Blue killed. Mr. Blue is dead? Dead as diligent. How do you know all this? I was the only one I wasn't 100% on. I should have my fucking head examined going ahead when I wasn't 100%. That's your proof? You don't need proof when you have instinct. I ignored it before, but no more. You lost your fucking mind. Joe, you're making a terrible mistake I'm not gonna let you make. Come on, guys. Nobody wants this. We're supposed to be fucking professionals. I look. It's been quite a long time. A lot of jobs. There's no need for this, man. Let's just put our guns down and let's settle this the fucking conversation. Joe, if you kill that man, you die next. Repeat, if you kill that man, you die next. Larry, we have been friends, and you respect my dad and I respect you, but I will put fucking bullets right through your heart. You put that fucking gun down now. God damn you, Joe. Don't make me do this. Larry, stop pointing that fucking gun at my dad! Such a good scene. Oh, and I got to go back and watch it. Anyway. Great. Oh, so good. So they get a Mexican standoff right. for 40 days until Tito finally backs down and withdraws his troops, yeah. giving up Trieste. Yeah. Stalin also apparently abandons Tito. Uh, he, like, I think Tito was waiting for... Stalin to come in and help him defend Trieste from the British. Right. And the Red Army didn't show up. <laughs> because, Crickets. apparently, yeah. Stalin learned that the US had the bomb. They hadn't used it yet, yeah. but he knew that they had it. Right. Um, and US troops were in Germany as well, uh, you know, uh, partly in, part, in the part of Germany that was earmarked for the Soviets. Yes. So... Here, Tito is being abandoned by the British 
and the Russians, but I guess the Russian one hurts the most. Yes. Because they're supposed to be on the same side. Fuck. So this betrayal, on top of all the other problems <laughs> he and Stalin have had yes. over the last couple of years, is going to play a huge role in the, the breach with the Soviet Union a few years later. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the end of the episode. Now, as you hopefully already know from our other shows and Facebook and whatever, I'm going on holidays for three weeks. Uh, we're recording this in uh, middle of June 2020. I'm going to be taking three weeks off, and then I get back for a week, and then Ray goes away for a week. So we will be back with uh, more episodes as soon as we uh, can right. do it. So We promise. Probably, you know, if you're listening to this in real time, uh, uh, late July. Um, early August, we'll be back with new episodes, and yeah. uh, we'll make it up to you. But we've got to take a little little summer break, summer yes. for him, winter for me, little break. Yeah. Um, and I hope you I hope you appreciate that. We appreciate your support absolutely. But uh, I'm burned I'm burned out with the podcasts and the book and the film and everything this year. Yeah. I am spent. I need to go and sun my balls somewhere. <laughs> so. Um, and I got to re-ink with my balls. So. <laughs> Takes three my penis. Takes three weeks. Because you go to Vegas and you need to be able to whip them out. <laughs> right. I should get tattoos. Fucking exhausted. An iron curtain has descended across the continent. Common sense is not sexy. military buildup on the island of Cuba. The purpose of these bases can be none other than to provide a nuclear strike capability against the Western Hemisphere. Nazi sexy. All right, Hitler. Here I come, ladies. I'm going to fuck them all. I'm going to fuck them all. My goal is to fuck so hard... Love the Jews. I fucking knew it. I fucking I fucked your wife. Oh, I was thinking white people. Sorry, I feel bad now.